Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Parenting with Play. How are you? Because it's a crazy time right now, isn't it? With coronavirus and particularly for those of us in Australia, we've gone through drought, bushfires. It's been a crazy 2020 so far. So this week, I want to talk about coronavirus, how you can help your kids navigate this, how you can help yourself navigate this, because chances are we're just in the beginning of lockdown, maybe. Schools are probably going to be closed soon, and that's going to bring up stuff, isn't it? Whether you can stay home with your kids, how it's going to be being home with your kids for extended periods of time without the usual distractions. So let's talk about how you can help yourself, your children, and your family as a whole and the broader community with coronavirus. I'm Helena Mooney, and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So I'm going to start this podcast by focusing on some positives because it's so easy, isn't it, to get caught up in the fear and the panic and the negatives of it. It can feel really overwhelming. You know, the whole world pretty much is is locking down, trying to prevent the spread of this virus or at least to mitigate the spread of it. So let's start off with looking at some positives. And um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and I've really enjoyed hearing people talking about some positives that have come about of it. And one of them is the time for families to be together. Now, I know that this can also be a challenge too, but to hear about how families are having to stay together for extended periods of time and actually what that what that is bringing, seeing the connection growing between family members. And then I'm sure you've seen in Italy those videos of um, people in lockdown either singing in the streets or from apartment building balconies. And that's just heartening, isn't it, that we can create or recreate a sense of community, strengthen our sense of community in these dark, uncertain times. And we can it's so easy to bash that, you know, with social media and stuff, communities breaking down. But I think that you can see that actually there are times when we really can come together and we can connect as a community. And with all the panic buying that's been happening in the shops, which comes from people being afraid. And when we're afraid, we don't think as clearly and as well as we do at other times. And so it is understandable that people can be afraid and want to hunker down. But out of that is also coming about you hearing about these beautiful exchanges between people of helping elderly or um, less advantaged people to get them to the supermarket, to get them the supplies that they need, to reach out to those who perhaps aren't as able as we are to, to supply and resource ourselves. And I think we need to notice those. And I'm going to talk about how to talk with your children a bit later on, but to point those out to our children as well and to use these as examples that good comes out of really tough times. So how has it been for you? I know certainly I live, we live in Australia, all of our families in the UK and in Ireland, and I've spoken to my parents more recently than I have for quite a while. So I'm calling them almost daily. I'm calling my brothers. We're calling um, some friends and just really keeping in touch with our family members. And I think also having that opportunity to express how much we love them and care about them. And I was reminding my parents that even though they think they're invincible, just to sort of just take care of themselves a bit better or just, you know, may be more mindful about things. So we there are positives. Um, 
the camaraderie that can come about from having to face adversity together because it is all the way around the world and there is a sort of a collective sort of feeling that can come from that and I think we need to hold on to that and enhance that as much as possible. You know, another positive I've heard about is that the, the skies over Wuhan and China are clearing from the smog because production has had to go down. Now I know that's going to have economic impacts but the fact that people can see the sky again, that it's not so smog-filled is a great thing to enjoy for that moment. And these are the things that we can also convey to our children. So I'm sure you're doing a really good job about how to speak to your children in an age-appropriate way. You know your child best. You know what's going to be helpful for them or scary for them. So I'm sure that you're really keeping news to the minimum that they can be exposed to and just explaining that there's this virus, we need to wash our hands, we need to be careful about not sharing uh, drink bottles um, and, you know, and and how we can help ourselves to stay safe during these times. Now, also with schools and daycares that are probably going to be closed down, that can also le lead to an extra level of uncertainty, can't it? It can lead certainly to uncertainty about us, for us, how we're going to manage with all of that. But also for our children, it's really unsettling, you know, that institutions and places that they feel safe in are now going to be closed down. So, Talk to your children, obviously in an age-appropriate way. Explain that there's this virus and yes, some people can, can be really impacted by it, but you're doing everything that you can to keep your children safe. They just need to be reminded that we're going to keep them safe as much as we can. And then we can sort of talk about the positive things and how it's important that we do look out for older members or people who are ill already and that we need to be careful of them. But just to just to keep it in in perspective that we're looking out for them we're reassuring them and yes they might see the panic buying in the supermarkets and we can talk about that and that reassuring that we are looking you know you're there to look after your children and that you know as much as you can they're going to be okay and then to look at it maybe reframe you know coming home from school and how to have to reframe that that you know you can get to do all of this cool stuff at home they can potter around more maybe watch a little bit more tv than you would perhaps otherwise like them to be that you can play games together you can do these things together so to try and find the positives that are going to come out from this un uncertain times it's also a really good opportunity to talk about eating well isn't it that's what i've started being having chats with my children going well you know this is why I try and feed you really good food. We need to, you know, help our bodies be strong, our immune systems strong. And that's it comes down to eating really good food. And of course, you can eat, you know, junk every now and again, but it is important. Nutrition is important and how we look after ourselves and, and any other sort of practices that you do in your families about whether you meditate or do yoga or whatever it is you do, or reminding just even some simple breathing to help keep our bodies fit and strong. So, what is great about that reassurance is that we're trying to counter what's going on in the news, what they're seeing with the panic buying, or schools closing. But there are times when reassurance from us is not going to be enough, when words are not enough. And that it's those times when we need to really support and listen to all of our children's feelings. And that's why you might notice that they start to get upset talking about coronavirus or talking about what might be happening or they might have huge fears about what's going on for granny or grandma or 
grandpa or anything that can come up for them. Those are the times to really just listen to those fears. Yes, you want to reassure them, but you also want to provide your children with the opportunity to offload those fears. Because if they don't have that opportunity, that's going to fester inside of them. And it's going to build up and up and up. So even though you might think this is too overwhelming, this is too scary for your little child to deal with, if they're starting to bring it up, if they're starting to get upset about it, then just like with listening to any other upset feelings, that is the time to let those feelings flow. You support them, you stay close, you're offering your connection, you're offering empathy, and you're also offering a little bit of reassurance. You're offering reassurance. Now, when you offer reassurance, you do it in a way to help counter the feelings of scaredness and overwhelm and fear that they might be experiencing. But you're doing it in a way that doesn't stop the flow of them releasing their upset. It's getting that fine line between offering the reassurance, but still allowing your children to release the upset feelings they're carrying. So be there and listen to them rather than constantly going, no, no, it's all going to be fine. You're all going to be fine. I'm looking after you. Fine. You can hear that. It's sort of slight panic in your voice as well when you're doing that, but you're not giving the space to your child to really release the feelings. So give your children the space if they need to, if they want to express fears about it. Now, for some children, they're not going to talk about it. Either they're too young or it might feel too scary for them to even voice it. But what you'll notice is that your children will start to get upset about little stuff. And you might go, why are you getting upset about this? This is ridiculous. And I've done a whole podcast episode on why children get upset about seemingly insignificant things. So if you want fuller remind, a greater reminder about that, I suggest you go and listen to that. But your children will pick on things that are tangible, that are within their scope of world, and they will get upset about little things. And particularly when you're going to be, you know, if we're all in lockdown and schools are closed, more feelings are going to rise to the surface. More tensions between siblings are going to rise to the surface. And yes, it can be like, oh, draining to have to listen to them and to deal with them. But the more you do that, the better things are going to be. So don't be annoyed that they get really upset over, I keep citing the wrong colour plate or the broken cookie. Um, is there something typical, something tangible that they can get upset about, which is not big stuff in the big world, but it's something that they can focus on. And that becomes a catalyst for their upset feelings to flow. So hold the space, listen as much as you can about these little things, because when your child cries about that, they're going to cry and release all of their fears that they're carrying about anything. And probably at the moment about the virus and the changes that's happening at the moment. So listen to the feelings as much as you can. And then obviously we have play. Now play, <laughs> love play. It's so effective. Remember, it bypasses that whole sort of logical, rational thinking um, and goes straight into the emotional part of the brain. So you can sometimes re reassure your child until you are blue in the face and they're still not getting it. They've still got the fears. So that's why listening to any tears that comes up and then bringing the play because the play is fantastic. Not only does it increase that sense of connection with you, which is exactly what your children need and what you're going to need as well to probably to get through the whole lockdown period. 
much more because the more connected you feel with your children, the more flexible you can be, the more open you are, the more willing you are to listen to the tears. So play is awesome for bringing connection. It's fantastic for offsetting um, the fears. So if your child is feeling afraid, you feel sort of weaker, you might either want to contract or when people are in fear, then they become aggressive. And we've witnessed that in the videos about the toilet paper, fighting over the toilet paper. That comes from fear. People not thinking in their clear, rational minds because they're full of fear. Same with our children. When our children are scared, they're going to lash out or they contract and they get really anxious about really tiny things in their world because they're trying to control it. So the more that you can play fear, the more that you can play, the more they're going to offset their fear. And so it's games that I've talked about in the podcast throughout. Really simple, chasing games, wrestling games, pillow fights, jumping on the bed, them jumping on you. Really silly, fun things. Whatever your child loves, those are the games that are go-to games in our family. But there's a myriad of games that you can do where your child gets that opportunity to win, to be on top, to be more competent and capable than you are, to be faster than you, all of those things. That's what helps children regain a sense of power, regain a sense of control again. They get a chance to offload some of their stress because they're laughing with you and laughter is a fantastic stress release. And that is what's going to help them with the reassurance. Words are not always enough. Even though you're explaining things so beautifully and really age appropriately, it doesn't often work enough. So that's why play is utterly fantastic and it helps you have more fun as a family. And if you're going to be in lockdown, if we're all going to be at home with our kids for prolonged periods of time, play. We need as much play as possible, don't we really? We need to make it as fun as possible. We need to help our kids with the feelings that come up. We need to feel that that lovely sense of connection, which in our hearts is what we want. But the reality can be much, much different, can't it? It can be all get a bit fractious. Play helps with all of that. And play will also help if our kids are at home for a long period of time. We're going to need to help them with some sort of work, aren't we? You know, if they're missing huge batches of school, we need to do something to help them along with that. So instead of taking that all very seriously and thinking we need to replicate school in the home, remember that children who are relaxed, who feel connected to you are going to learn much, much better. So the more play you can do, the better. It doesn't have to be all this serious, you know, weighty thing that you have to get your children to do X, Y, Z. You may feel that you need to do that. But the most effective way of doing that is to play with them first. So if you're thinking, okay, you know, you might want to be more relaxed, let them have some more TV than normal. Maybe I've been reading this beautiful family's blog and they they have more naps and they just hang out more. And yes, they perhaps integrate some work too with it. But having that sense of slowing down, oh, my voice is fast, slowing down hanging out together, that's really what's going to help us all get through this much better when we have a greater sense of well-being, a greater sense of connection to our family and to the community around us as much as we can when we're in lockdown. But we have the technology, don't we? We've got FaceTime, we've got WhatsApp, we've got all these amazing things that we can keep connected with people either overseas or nearby without having to be in close physical proximity and connecting with our family. That's you know, the more our children can feel connected with us, the safer they're going to feel, the more relaxed they're going to be, the better our bodies work then. 
So play, bring play as much as you can. It's not frivolous. It's not silly. It's really, really fundamental to your child's well-being and your well-being. So it gives us a chance to relax a bit, doesn't it? It gives us an outlet to play because we get stressed too. So, you know, a good wrestling game on the bed, ah, that can work wonders for us as well. Now, I know you're not always going to want to do that. So honour your feelings too, which brings me to my next and, and final point really, is that it is a stressful time. It's a really unprecedentedly surreal time, isn't it? Really? Things are up in the air. Things we take for granted normally, it's all sort of stopping. So it's completely understandable that you've got stressful feelings around it. You know, if you can't work, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, people who can work from home are going to be encouraged to work from home, but not everybody can do that. And it's going to have a big impact on our incomes, our ability to earn, which obviously has a flow on effect on everything. So it's a completely understandable time if you are feeling stressed. So you need you need to honour your feelings rather than just pushing it down, going, well, I'm fine, I'm fine, or comparing yourself that, well, I'm not as bad as them, so I'm in no position to complain. And, you know, at least we've sort of relatively healthy now and we're in the right age bracket, blah, 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 blah. If you are stressed, you need to honour your feelings. And the best way of doing that is to share them with somebody else who's going to be open and willing to listen to you. Now, you might want to journal it out, which can be really helpful, but there's something special about sharing with another person who's willing to listen to you and hold the space while you explore your fears. Try and look at where some of these fears are coming from, because some people will have greater fears than other people based on past experiences, based on lived experiences. So if your childhood experienced feelings of lack or fear or, you know, anything that is really unsettling, it's going to come up at times like this. So the more that you can get the support that you need, the better you're going to be able to manage this and the better you're going to be able to be with your children with their upset feelings or to bring play to them because you can't be playful when you're really worried about how you're going to pay the mortgage or you're really worried about how you're going to pay for food or basic things like that. You need to have an outlet. And it sounds really simple to just go and chat to a friend, but it's it's so powerful. And it's applying the same principles about listening to your children's upset feelings to you. And this is one of the big things I share with parents is, you know, often we do get more comfortable with as parents sharing feelings, but it's harder to listen to our children's feelings. We all need to listen to each other's feelings. We all need to honour our own feelings because when you can offload your stress, when you have an outlet for it, when you can sort of release some of it, it doesn't feel so overwhelming anymore. Your mind literally clears. So that rational, logical, forward thinking part of your brain switches back on again. It works better. You can think better. You'll be able to rationalize and come up with really great solutions for your family or you'll just be a greater sense of peace and ease yes the situation doesn't no the situation doesn't change and yes there will still be stresses out there but you will be able to transform your own internal dialogue and your own internal sense about what's happening now because that's what children pick up on they pick up on how we feel and if you feel panicked your children are going to pick up on that Whereas if you have that outlet of releasing it, your children are going to relax too. So 
find an outlet, have a friend. Now it needs to be somebody who is comfortable with feelings, with upset feelings and understands the process. If you want to reach out to me, I offer one-to-one sessions and I would love to support you in this way because there's something very special about holding the space for someone or being in that space where you can then really go deep and release the feelings. And yes, probably a bit of crying. Crying is so powerful for us. We all need to do more of it. But crying with somebody is very, very healing. So either reach out to me or investigate things called listening partnerships where it's very much peer-to-peer support and you both support each other and that strengthens connections as well. All right, so in this uncertain time of coronavirus, I'm sending you so much love and I know that you can really support your children really well and thank goodness we have Hand in Hand and Aware Parenting as an amazing way to be with our own children, to help them go through this stage, but also to help us so that we can navigate this from a place of love, compassion, focusing on connection, working on releasing upset feelings so that we can then make really good decisions. And then when we are feeling more relaxed within ourselves and we're helping supporting our family, then we're in a better position to reach out and support those around us. Because when we're stuck in fear, we just hunker down, don't we? And we just focus on me, my family, and that's all that's important. When we can have a sense of relaxation, we can then go, okay, well, how is my neighbor? How is that person over there? What can I do to help? Can I support a charity? Blah, blah, blah. It goes on from there but it comes from a place of feeling more emotionally connected and more emotionally grounded and solid, which is exactly what you can do and you can give that to your children. So reach out if you need some more support. If you've got any questions, come over to Parenting with Play with Helena Mooney on Facebook. I'd love to support you there. And I'm sending you so much love and knowing that you can really support your family so well and and those around you really, really beautifully through this. And just remember, listen to Upset Feelings, bring the play, support yourself. You can so do this. All right. Lots of love to you. And I'll speak to you again next time. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released. And I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.